the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Walking Through Your Open Door. Something God wants every born-again believer to do. We Christians are some blessed people. Oh yes, we are. We're blessed because we have a wonderful, giving, gracious God who loves us like nobody else will ever do. He does things for us that nobody else can do. One of the many things that our wonderful, giving, gracious God does for us that nobody else can do is open doors of opportunity that nobody can close on me and you. Doors that he opened to be walked through by me and you. Doors that he wants us to walk through so that we can receive and achieve all that he has planned and prepared for me and you. But the first thing we need to do to walk through the doors that God opened for me and you is to believe that it's true. He really did open a door of opportunity for me and you. And then we have to not just sit there, but do the necessary things to walk through the door that God has opened for me and you to be able to get and to do all the things that he wants us to get and do. Because if we don't walk through, it'll be just like God never opened the door that he opened for me and you. And that which he opened the door for us to obtain and experience will never be obtained or experienced by me and you. That's why it's important that we learn to walk through the doors that God opens for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Go ahead and God, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. He said, come unto me. You, you, come, come, just come to me. Which means approach him and draw closer to him. That's the invitation that the Lord is extending unto each and every one of us today. I don't care how close you are to God. Come closer. Draw nearer to me. He said, come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden. Remember that word labor means feel fatigued and toiled. Feel fatigued and toiled. And, and if you're heavy laden, that means to be overburdened with ceremony or spiritual anxiety. Overburdened with ceremony and, and, and spiritual anxiety loaded up like a, like a beast of burden. A lot of us Christians will walk around all loaded up. This year you get rest because God wants to get this stuff up off of you. Now that phrase labor is written, I told you both of them are written in the causative. Last week I told you they were written in the causative active voice. Causative, of course, means that, that it is actively causing it to happen. But I want to add another wrinkle to it this week. That word labor is written also as an active participle, as an active participle, 
whereas heavy laden is written as a passive participle. Not only are they both active, written in the causative tense in such a way where they keep happening and then keep making it happen, but not only is that, but the first word labor is written in the, as an active participle. And by that, it begins to start operating as an activity that will cause the next thing to be able to happen. And the next thing that happens is that you become heavy laden. But since heavy laden is written in the passive participle, your activities that you're laboring over will eventually cause you to become passive. And you have to actively receive the things of God. See, receiving the things of God are active. You just can't sit back dormant and do nothing and get what God has in store for you. Believing is a full-time job. Believing is a full-time job. Which means that you can't cut your belief off at any time. Because the moment you cut your belief off, you've just cut off God's ability to be able to get to you what he wants to get to you. But we're going to learn to believe all the time. Believe all the time. And that's believe that God provide our every need according to his riches and glory when we got money, when we don't have money, when everything's wonderful and when everything's messed up. To you, you'll be able to just sit back and stay steady and constant because your belief is always on. See, most believers, belief goes off when they get what they want. It turns off right there. One of the worst things that can happen, the best and the worst things that can happen to a believer is they get what they pray for. Because most people shut off their faith right there. Oop, got it. Praise God. But then from that point on, they are now in a, in a situation where Satan can be able to take them out. And then that's why when we get ready to try to get back in faith, it's such a struggle. But God's about to end your struggle by putting you on constant belief. I say a constant belief. I say a constant belief. I'm going to teach about that one later on. Not right now. I don't want to get into it with no detail. But I just want you to understand, you're about to step into the way you were supposed to always be living in constant belief. Where you just believe and just keep on believing and keep on believing and keep on believing. And this belief is constantly at work, causing stuff to be able to manifest in and through your lives as a result of it. That's why Jesus was different than any other minister that walked the face of the earth. Because most ministries, I've been hearing people that's been in ministry 50 years, 60 years, all this kind of stuff, 30 years, 35 years. And they have done a lot of stuff, but books can contain it. Many of us, pamphlets can contain it. Are you listening to me? A brochure can contain all that was done in that three, that, that, that little time. But in three and a half years of ministry, while Jesus was on the face of the earth, Bible says books cannot contain all that it is he did. Why was that? Because he was the only one that stayed in constant belief, never came out of belief to the point that multitudes, great, great multitudes of people was just blessed in, in, at one shot. And it never stopped. We're going to learn to step into that level. Not so much that you can, not so that you can just do so much, but that God can be able to do for you all that it is he wants to do. Because see that labor and heavy laden, labor in the active and heavy laden in the passive demonstrates man's mentality when he doesn't enter into the rest that God has in store for him. Which means he labors actively and becomes heavy laden until he eventually becomes passive. He labors actively and then becomes heavy laden until he eventually becomes passive. How many saints do you know? Come on, stop and think for a second. How many saints do you know who was strong in the things of God, but eventually you don't see them around? That's because they were laboring, became heavy laden, and now they're passive. 
It's laid back and like whatever happened, just happened. Whatever goes on, just goes on. There might be even some people in this room right now who've got the mentality, well, you know, well, you know, praise God. If God do it, he praise God. If he doesn't, praise God. And then we try to camouflage it with some religiosity that says, well, I've learned just to be content with such as I am. No, you ain't. You passive than a mug. I can tell by the way you say it. The way you say it, well, you know, if God does it, he, you know, praise God. And if he does, no, no, there's a healing waiting on you that God says, I need you to get actively involved to get it done. And the actively involved is honestly, truly believing because we become passive in our beliefs. Yeah, I know God will do it, but I know God, I know God will come through, but yeah, I know. And we, we've turned the awesome, powerful, life-giving word of God and rendered it down to cliches. Yeah, my God provides all my needs. Yeah, he's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's the one who healeth me. Yeah, he's, <laughs> we done rendered stuff down into token sayings. Stuff that we put on T-shirts, backs of hoopties, you know, you know, you know, we did, you know, we got it posted around our, uh, our walls and stuff like that. Yeah, the Bible said, you know, keep it before my eye day and night. And I got it up there. Praise God. As for me and my house, we serve the Lord, although we really don't. It's up there. You know, how we, <laughs> you know, how we just drop this stuff down a little passive little sayings. We know what to say to everybody. You know, ask me how I'm doing. I'm blessed, blessed of the Lord, blessed and highly favored. That's how I'm doing. doing? I'm a blessed man, blessed going in, blessed coming out, knowing it to prosper. Praise God. (laughs) We just know. He just just got the little cute little saying. God said, no, you passive. But you want to know how you can tell when people passive? Let the mess hit the fan. And they walk around thinking, can I? Will he? I need you to pray. Agree with me in prayer. Now, there's nothing wrong with agreeing in prayer. Nothing wrong. So let me clear all that before I even use this example. Nothing wrong with agreeing in prayer. But I need you to agree with me in faith. Well, first, you got to get there. Because if they're going to agree with you in faith, why don't you get there? So most of us, when we say agree with somebody in faith, we don't believe. We just know that's what to say. Why don't you just tell the truth and say the devil? I ain't believing nothing right now, but would you pray for me? <laughs> Praise God. I'm here. I'm, I don't believe nothing. I'm, <laughs> I think I'm going down. Could you pray for me, please? I'm teaching right now. We're about to return to plain faith. Didn't you do that when you first got born again? Before you became so deep. Walk up to somebody in my house, tore up all over the place. I don't even know what to do. I'm about to slap this chick I'm married to. You better hurry up and pray for me. We be honest. God meets you with truth to take you the way he wants you to go. We're going to quit lying biblically, using biblical words to camouflage our lying, and we're going to start telling the truth. I'm about to go crazy. Could you help a brother us out? It's going to get good, I'm telling you. Now, this ain't going to be no shouting message, but I'm going to be dropping bombs over here. I hope y'all listen to me. Shoot. Time to quit being so passive and let's get for real. Yeah, I'm one of the millionaires in the billionaire church. Yeah, I know. Your name been on the list for the last five years and you still ain't even opened your stuff. 
<laughs> you ain't even you ain't even got what, what what you ain't even wrote your papers. Nothing. You ain't submitted no name nowhere. You ain't did nothing. Or you might have opened it, but became passive. Ran into a little situation and stuff like that, which showed you wasn't really in, in faith. Because as soon as you ran into a little situation, they said you can't do this. They said it would take this. They said it would take that. God said, no, behold, I've opened a door for you. That all you got to do is just do what I told you to do, and I will come through for you. That's all I need you to do is just do what I told you to do. So God wants us to be able to get this under, uh, in, uh, within us so that we can come out of being passive. How do we get out of this passivity? Now, to stop being passively heavy laden, we'll have to actively take his yoke upon us and learn of him. Take his yoke upon us and learn upon learn of him. See, all of us walk around yoked. Now, the question is, is who are you yoked with? We all walk around yoked. The question is, who are you yoked with? Remember, the, the yoke, technically speaking, was like a, a, um, a, a, a big wooden thing that they would use to be able to connect two uh, animals together that they wanted to be able to attach to a plow or do some work. So they would attach them together in such a way where it's between the two of those together, they would coordinate their efforts in order to be able to make sure everything worked properly and, 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 and in order to be able to get the job done. See, most of us have been yoked together with our old works, but it ain't getting things done. But God wants us to yoke the way he wants us to yoke. He said, take his yoke upon us. Now, the yoke that Jesus invited them to take upon themselves originated from one of their familiar sayings. You know, you know how we have sayings that we use that everybody know what we're talking about within the era that we live in. And as long as you're within that era, you understand what's happening. It's like, for instance, you know, some of us that are, you know, getting a little older, you know, many times we might be speaking to the younger kids and stuff like that. And we say a phrase to them that we think that they should clearly understand. But they be looking at us like, what the heck are you talking about? Like they might say something to us and stuff like that. Some of us, that, you know, go back baby boomers and stuff like that. You know, they might say something to us and they say, yeah, I'm hip. And they'd be like, you're hip. <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever that. What does that mean? Well, that's cool. They'd be like, cool. Oh, no, don't use that. You know, everybody got their phrases of their era and stuff like that. Praise God. Right on. You know. (laughs) Can you dig it? Can you dig it? You know, we got our phrases of our era and stuff. Praise God. Well, this was a phrase of their era. (laughs) Whenever they used that that yoke thing, praise God. That was a phrase of their era. In fact, it was a common expression that was used in that time for the yoke of submission to an occupation or an obligation worn by somebody who produced for himself and his master. So whenever they talked about being yoked, they knew that it was talking about a yoke of submission, whereas you would submit to whatever to, to, to working along with whatever you or whoever you were yoked to in order to be able to pull off what it is that you were trying to pull off that would produce for both yourself and your master. Now, Jesus was using this expression here to crack on their obligation to follow doctrines and traditions of men instead of the word of God. He was using their own phrase to be able to crack on them about the doc- how they were yoked together to carry out these doctrines and traditions that were rendered the word of God of none effect. A lot of us are like that. We are literally tied into traditions and doctrines more than we are to the living God himself. Oh, yes, we are. Even in the word churches. A lot of us have locked into so many doctrines and so many traditions and things like that, that we have rendered the word of none effect, that the word's not working in our lives because we're more caught up in in being obedient to this stuff, whether we are to God himself. 
Matthew chapter 15. I'll just give you one example of this because I'm not going into detail. We'll do that later on in the year. Matthew chapter 15, verse 1, but I do want to show it to you. Here's one of the places where Jesus was cracking on them about that and telling them this. Matthew chapter 15. And if you don't use the word cracking, praise God, he was like, you know, hit him upside the head. Matthew 15 with his words. Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem. Now, of course, scribes and Pharisees were two of the different uh, parties of people who uh, knew the word real well, at least a letter of it. They didn't know the spirit of it, but they knew the letter of it. It's like you got a lot of believers nowadays. They know the letter of the of the word, but they don't know the spirit of the word. They can quote you more scriptures than you and I can. But yet, you know, but they, you don't see any of it working in their lives. Said in verse two, why do the disciples transgress the traditions of elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. That's what they came up to Jesus asking him, like getting all up in Jesus face. Talking about, How come your people ain't washing their hands and following the traditions of the elders? But he answered and said unto them, why do you also transgress the commandments of God by your tradition? I love Jesus. <laughs> Jesus was the man. See, I, I, I like Jesus. See, Jesus was like a thug. For real. I can't wait. I'm telling you, I'm going to teach a series called Jesus the Thug. I want you to understand how much of a thug Jesus really was. He was not this cute little emaciated little Nordic skier that we be seeing on these crucifixes and you be seeing in these pictures. Jesus wasn't no joke. They come up to him just getting all up in Jesus' face talking about this, and Jesus cracked right back on them. They're talking about, well, how come you ain't teaching them to do the traditions of man? Jesus said, why are you not teaching them to do the commandments of God? And instead teaching them these stupid traditions. For God come and see, you got to understand, they would wait to crack Jesus publicly because they wanted to mess his name up. And Jesus would then turn around and crack them publicly. He said, for God commanded, saying, honor thy father and thy mother, and he that curses Father or mother, let him, de- let him die the death. But ye say, whosoever shall say to his father and mother, it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me and honor not his father and his mother, he shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your traditions. Can I pause right here? Not only did Jesus say to them that they were doing it, but he showed them one that they were doing at that time. I told you a little while ago is God's going to not only tell you that you're operating according to traditions and, and, and doctrines of men, but he's going to show you which ones they are. Just like he did to them. He came to them and specifically pointed one out to them that they did it publicly. They teaching all these people this stuff. Jesus showed them where their teachings were wrong. You're going to watch whole groups of religious authorities being told they're wrong this year. Flat out wrong. They're going to be like standing there with their mouths open. So don't be surprised when you see a lot of people who've been saying don't do what all of y'all are already doing, turn around after that and begin to start teaching to do it. And you're going to see a lot of them kicked out their own little groups and stuff like that. Praise God. But anyway, we move on. He said, honor not his father and his mother, he shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your traditions. I might as well go there. He see what they what God had told them is the first commandment with a promise, honor your mother and father, because if you do, it'll be well with thee and you'll have long life. But yet. They were trying not to do what the word of God had to say. So so they set up a whole tradition that said that, well, I tell you what, if you want to. If you if if you want to honor your parents, I'm trying to get too deep in this. If you want to honor your parents. 
you can still honor your parents by just giving the money, giving instead of giving them money, give it to the temple in such a way where it'll benefit the temple and thereby you technically honoring your parents. So although they still in need, tell them, hey, I already took care of you by doing it in the temple. It's a deep concept. I don't want to get into it with no detail. But basically what they was doing was dishonoring their parents. They was leaving their parents out there to hang, to hang and hang out to dry by doing what the traditions of the elders told them to do. Can I add this in too while I'm here? Usually you can tell the traditions, they're the, they're the traditions of the elders because they will benefit the elders. You know, like people walk around telling you stuff like that. You got to give a whole month's pay on the first month of the first year of the month. Month, month of the year, telling you that you got to do it and stuff like that, well, you know, in order to be blessed. So, you know, don't even worry about paying your bills and don't be worried about all that. If I was you, I would give this huge lump of sum to us. You know how people teach. You ever notice that, you know, you, know, you, you ever notice that they never say give it to somebody else? You, know, you ever notice that they suggest that you do it to them? Those are sometimes how people turn the true teachings of God into traditions of men that render the word of God of none effect in your life. Because now somehow or another, you will always violate something else that the word of God has to say. Like one is, is that in your giving is always got to be a, 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 a cheerful giver that you're doing it out of your own heart, not of obligation or requirement. But if it's being put before you that this is something that you really need to do, otherwise God can't bless you the way he wants to bless you, then it turns around and puts you in an obligatory situation, which now violates the word of God over here, which means that it's going to render the word of God in your life of none effect whatsoever. But yet what will end up happening is that we'll get tied to this tradition to the point that if I don't do it, then my family is going to get messed up. And if I don't do it, my family's not going to be blessed. So mom and dad, I know I'm supposed to be able to take care of you, but it's called Corbin, whereas I take the money over here and I go ahead and sow it over here. And because of that, since you're connected to me, we're all going to end up getting blessed ultimately. So you stay broke. You stay without your stuff paid. You quit, you know, that I don't have to do what you want me to do. I need to do what this told me to do because I'm being obedient to God because, you know, God's first. No, it's demonstrating that, no, you don't really understand what this word of God is saying. I didn't want to get too deep into that. But now Jesus speaks to him after that in verse seven. Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. He said, in vain do they worship me. Why is that? Because the doctrines of men render the word of God of none effect in the midst of your life, which means that it's going to be fruitless and empty. You're about to end all fruitless and empty actions that many of us have learned over the years as to what it is that needs to be done in order for you to be blessed, which will cause you to then turn around and violate the word of God in other areas that you haven't even recognized. We're about to get rid of, I'm going to do it this way. We're going to get rid of a lot of old jacked up teaching that we've been taught, that we've been ordering our existence according to and not receiving what God has in store for us. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed for what the word of God had to say. I really hope that you're seeing what the word of God says about the doors of opportunity that God has opened in our lives. Doors of opportunity that are caused manifestations of awesome things in our lives. 
hope even more that you're seeing the importance of walking through the doors of opportunity that God's opened for me and you so that we can receive and achieve all that God has planned and prepared for me and you. If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christmas Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee you, you'll be blessed when you do. And to all the business people and aspiring business people in the San Antonio and surrounding areas, we have something for you too. We invite all the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our early morning summit meeting of the Anointed to Prosper Christian Business Persons Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an early morning breakfast fellowship that's held from 7 to 9 in the morning on the first Saturday of every month where many of the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together to fellowship and network together as well as to receive a powerful word from God that'll help them to be the successful business people that God has called them to be. Second Chronicles chapter 29 verse 20 says, Then Hezekiah the king rose early and gathered the rulers of the city and went to the house of the Lord. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to fellowship and network at this inspiring and informative meeting of the ministers of the marketplace. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.